Hi, and welcome back to the I'm Open Podcast. I'm David, I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host, KC. We've got an awesome show coming up for you guys today. And like we promised you guys, we're not going to inundate you with stats or facts. We're just going to have fun. We're here to keep you entertained and informed about all the most interesting and exciting topics in sports. Today, we're going to talk about some intra-squad fighting in the NBA. Is Nike going down? And what's wrong with soccer in the United States? Hopefully, we can solve all these problems and many more on our show today. Stick with us. All right, so Casey, I know we're both super excited. NBA season has finally kicked off. That's right, man. It's on and popping. Oh, it's been too long, and we're so excited to have it back. Um, I just, I feel so happy I don't have to be stuck, you know, watching my New York Giants who suck this season, and I get to enjoy some, some highlights and some incredible plays from some of the best athletes this world has to offer. Yeah, no, man, it's, you know, it's good when basketball's back in swing, man, you know, it, it, it elongates a cold winter, and once, you know, the playoffs kick in, it's, it's all good fun, you know? Oh, my God, it's going to be a great season. It's going to be a really great season. One thing that just made me a little sad, and I don't like to be sad, but I, I saw Mello, Carmelo Anthony, we talked about him last episode in, in his hoodie. Right. And I saw that he, it seemed like he felt a little hurt. I feel like he felt like he was a little stung on the inside. Mm. Um, he said he thought Phil Jackson was the former manager of the New York Knicks, which is the team was he was on. Wanted to trade him for a bag of chips. And it seems like his feelings were really hurt by that. Damn. And I just, it, it makes me feel bad and feel sad to, to hear Carmelo feeling dejected like that about himself. And I don't like to see his self-esteem down there like that. Damn, Melo's worth has been shoveled off to the level of a baggage. Well, hold on. And I just want to say real quick, Melo... Don't try to disparage chips now, okay? That's what I'm saying. We're it depends what chips. kind of chips it is. Okay, if it's like some that party mix. That could be a mix, compliment. Party mix, I don't know if I would trade anything for party mix. You know, I mean, I'm keeping the party mix. That's my point. I'm, I'm not trading it. As long as he's not Uts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's all right. Yeah, man. Chips are great, Mello. Everybody loves chips. So don't take it like that, man. Don't. Don't, you know, don't disparage yourself and don't disparage chips. Please, Carmelo, because you're both great. Okay, some other people who might not be doing so great right now, who also might be a little mad, even though we should all be happy about the start of the NBA season, the Chicago Bulls, Mm. they're already fighting, and the season just started, and I'm not saying fighting with other teams, fighting with fans, fighting with the media, they're They're fighting fighting, themselves, they're fighting themselves, they are fighting themselves, so, uh, when did this, this, didn't the season just start yesterday? The season literally just started and it's already a shit show for the Chicago Bulls. This was just a couple days ago. The report out of practice, Chicago Bulls forward Nikola Mirotic is out indefinitely after suffering fractures to his upper jaw and a concussion in an altercation with teammate Bobby Portis at practice on Tuesday. Wow. That serious fractured jaw and the concussion. Allegedly, though we were not obviously at the practice, allegedly... He was on the ground for several minutes before he actually stood up what and were, got up. What were they fighting about, though? You know, that's what I think we're, we're, we're all wondering about. Um, according to some of their teammates, Bobby 
and Nicola had been kind of having a couple run-ins over the last season or so. And I think Nicola was going to have the starting spot at power forward. Bobby was a little frustrated mm. being his backup. And he probably was talking a lot of trash. I'm better than you, all this stuff. And I'm sure Nikola Mirotic was was giving it right back to him. Now, have you ever had any teammates that you've you punched, Casey? Uh, no, but there, there was this one time uh, back in the Lafayette basketball days. I don't know why I got like so mad at this one kid on the other team and I like jumped on his back and like caused a scene, but never, never, never punched somebody anybody. on your own team. Either. No, that was somebody on another team. Ne- no intramural fights for me. <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. <laughs> I have to say, I almost fought a couple people playing intramural, but intramural can get very, very heated. And those were people on the other team. I feel like you always got to look out and and, res- and and respect and hold it down for your teammates, have their back. Yeah. And you definitely never want your teammate to be breaking your jaw. No, you don't. So- That's bad news. So it turns out that Bobby Portis, he's the man who punched the other man. Yeah. He's actually suspended for eight games. Okay. First eight games of the season for being mean to his teammate. Yeah. Miritich... We will see when he comes back and when that broken jaw feels better. But well, it's already a lot of drama. I just have to say, I really hope they weren't fighting in the new Nike jerseys because if so, that could have turned into a, a sort of strip tease. Well, what's up I don't with know the, if you've been hurrying about this. The Nike jerseys have been ripping during the games. Nike just signed a huge contract with the NBA. Word. And this season, they have started becoming the official apparel brand of the NBA. I know a lot of y'all think. Nike is associated with basketball, which it obviously is. And even though they had the Jordan brand under their umbrella, Adidas was actually the company that fitted all the NBA teams until this season. All these years it was Adidas. It has been Adidas. (laughs) Nike's just came in. Great. Good for you, Nike. Good business deal. And in the very first game, LeBron James' jersey ripped right down the back. Woof. Wow, Nike. You had one job. You had one job. You can't even get the culture right. (laughs) Jesus. Now, here's the thing, too. If it was like some side, you know, if it was like Kyle Korver's jersey or something, people might not be that mad. This was on LeBron's jersey. Can't let that happen, Nike. That's a Nike man. First game, too. First game. So Nike has really been freaking out after this happens. Actually, not the first time it did happen one game in preseason. Uh, Miami, one of the players on the Miami Heat actually had his jersey torn as well in preseason. Nike officials have declined so far to comment to the public, Mm. but they are extensively reviewing and investigating. They're investigating the jerseys. (laughs) So we'll see. It's a (laughs) self-investigation. They're investigating themselves. (laughs) Exactly. That's deep. That is deep. I love the self-investigations. I got to say, the next time my girlfriend gets me in trouble... I will probably say, you know what? I'm going to do an internal investigation. You have to investigate yourself. And I'll, I'll let you know what the committee finds. <laughs> so I think that's smart. Way to go, Nike. Way to go. On the plus, that jersey is being auctioned off uh, to donate uh, for folks who are dealing with issues from, from the recent hurricanes, dealing with relief efforts. LeBron's so Rip Jones is, LeBron's being, auctioned. Rip joint is, is being optioned. auctioned. Uh, latest we heard, it was over $10,000 already that is being auctioned on the jersey. So it should sell for a huge number. Man. And at least there's some good is going to come of this. Yeah. Luckily, KC, we know somebody who's got some inside tips, who really knows 
ins and outs with yeah. Nike, and he's he's agreed to come here on the line and give us a little a little inside scoop here. Nick Crusard's gonna oh, come damn. in. You know, you remember him. That's Obviously, our boy. Our come boy. on. Well that's that's really your boy. <laughs> no, it's your boy too. Come on. Okay. It's, it's he's everybody's boy. That's why Nick's so great. Yeah. He's really everybody loves man him. Man of the people. He's a man of the straight people. Straight up. He's a straight up dude. Everybody loves him. Everybody knows him and he knows everybody. It's pretty crazy. We're about to call in Nick Crusard, R N B A Inside man, he's got the inside tips for us. So let's see what he's got on this Nike stuff. All right, let's call him in. Yeah, well, what's good with Sharon? Sharon, you know? can you? All right, well, did uh, Carlos? Do you have his location? The phone isn't working, man. Somebody's using right. the line right okay. now. Okay, can you? All right, let's let's call him in here. Okay. All right. I think. Sorry about this, guys. Alrighty, Nick, are you there on the line? Hey, uh, David. Hey, Nick. Thanks for coming in. I know you're you're on vacation, right? So I I I'm sorry. I I I've been seeing your Snapchats. I know you're out there on the beach. I really don't want to interrupt, but this is this is breaking stuff. Everybody wants to know what's going on. Yeah, David. Well, you know, I'm out here actually uh, on Manhattan Beach. I've been out here for the past two days. Had a great day today. I'm actually out here with uh, LeVar. Oh, the big baller himself. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Wow. We, uh, we're in the hotel right now, and we're uh, waiting for the Uber. You know I love Uber. Not a Lyft guy. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. And uh, we're heading down the Staples Center to see uh, Lonzo's debut. Um, and it's been going great, man. We had a great day. We had some... Uh, I've never... You know, David, I, I don't like to be a, a race kind of guy. I, I'm, you know, but you're a Jewish guy. I've never had these uh, locks. Lonzo put me on to the locks. Yeah, locks are good. You know, I, I, I don't know if I can speak, you know, for, for, for all Jews yeah, or, or really anybody other than myself. But I will say, I think other people like locks too, or is it just a Jewish thing? I feel like other people, I'm not even that Jewish to really know, but I think other people like locks too, they right? They are fantastic. So, you know, Lonzo and I had some locks, and we played a great game of uh, beach volleyball. Oh, Best wow. two out of three. Jello dropped us off. That's nice. Um, so, yeah, David, I appreciate you calling, man. Normally, you just don't kind of call to, you know, shoot the shit. Well, you know, Nick, I, I, I would love to be calling to shoot the shit, but I really do have to, to okay. get to the pressing I, news I, here. I see how it is. I'm no, right. I'm sorry. We can talk we can talk later and we can catch up later on, on our personal lives, but I do really want to hear about this stuff with Nike. Is this gonna turn into a big scandal? How come these jerseys are ripping during the games? They only have one job. That's just to make a shirt dudes can wear while they play basketball and not have any issues and some for some reason they can't do it. Well, David, I'll tell you this. You know, when I was a kid, we would play shirts and skins basketball. We didn't have enough money for everyone to have a shirt. So, you know, David, what we did was you plan whether you're going to 21 or 34. Sometimes a jersey's going to get ripped. And I saw it. I watched the Boston game. I was there in Cleveland, as you know I am. No, yeah, of course, yeah. And I don't think it was a big deal. Everyone has some kind of hoopla about it. But I do, uh, David, um, have an inside source. I I've heard from his mouth, LeBron James, and next week I am going out to uh, Oregon to investigate okay. um, with LeVar. And this is straight from uh, the horse's mouth. Uh, 
BBB, we are, uh, oh, I shouldn't say we, uh, close ties. Uh, BBB, we, uh, God. You got yourself again. Yeah. Vic. Watch well, out there. You know, big baller brand, LeVar's big baller brand is going to take over the uh, apparel issue. Going to fix the apparel issue for the NBA. For the whole NBA. Yeah, that's right. And you right. know, by the way, I really don't think LeVar would appreciate you calling him a horse. That's not very nice. <laughs> well, well, David, you, he's a horse in his own right. <laughs> I guess Three so. kids. He's <laughs> a strong guy. Good big guy. for him. He is a big guy. And most people, David, most people that I've talked to, you know, through his explanation, most people are okay with this. With so it, Guys in the league have told me, and, and let me ask you, David, wouldn't this be a better opportunity to showcase B3 on the brand new NBA jersey? You know, I, here's, here's my, I, I think it is a great opportunity for them, Nick. I guess my question is, they just started their big baller, baller brand this year. This year. So are they really equipped to handle jerseys for the entire league? That seems like a well, big, Well, David, big you know, with the big baller brand, if you're not a big baller, you shouldn't have it. That, that's the whole thing. So, yeah. you know, you tripping if you don't think that we can. Uh, I, I, I really got, I, 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 you know, David, I feel an ownership to this brand. Okay. Well. You know, so, you know, I'm always objective, David. You know, and, and in my opinion, I, I, you know, I think it should be good. We, we actually have, we're going out there next Tuesday. We have a meeting next Tuesday to discuss this, David. And uh, we're starting off with the shoes, but most importantly, uh, we're going to go Starberry with, the, uh, with our methods, and the jerseys are going to be cheap, but strongly and well-made. Wow. Well, this is incredible breaking news. I can't believe nobody else has gotten this story yet, but that's why we go straight to the source who knows the source. You always brighten our day. Always. Just, man, don't get too somber now there. Uh, 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 what's it, Manhattan Beach? Yeah, uh, we're out a, on Manhattan yeah, Beach. Yeah, don't get too... We were there this morning. All right, well, make sure you get that sunscreen out there, Nick. And uh, tell Lavar we say hi, as always. We wish him the best. I don't know. I honestly don't know what to say. What yeah. do you think about that, Casey? I mean, well, he didn't really explain he they, i don't know i think this was the first time he didn't break any news i mean what wow what did he say he I just guess, said he was going i yeah but if this big baller thing comes through i Nike, guess that's a leak you know i you know my god yeah i i still don't really know what to think of this uh how to how to how to piece it all together and um i you know i know we're probably all a little just shocked to hear these words but we know it's coming from the the guy it's coming straight from the it's source coming, so i you know yeah. i know it's gonna eventually somehow turn out to be true yeah, everybody's getting vacations other than us right now you know yeah it's pretty crazy zeke zeke elliott he's supposed to have his court case this week he's supposed to have his court date this week He's the man who plays for the Dallas Cowboys, who's well known for uh, wearing a belly shirt, <laughs> and um, didn't happen. It's not going yeah. down. He's actually going to play this weekend. Shit, man! I'm, what the fuck, man? I mean, I'm a Redskins fan. But I, what, I don't know why he's still playing, man. I mean, I got the story right here. Yeah, so let's apparently, get the story. what's been going on, David, is a federal judge 
just opened a big hole for Zeke, you know, like those wow. uh, Dallas linemen. Yeah. And um, he granted him a temporary restraining order that blocked the NFL's efforts to suspend him for the six games over this domestic violence uh, case that he's having. And there's been a lot of twists and turns in this case, man. Yeah, and, sure um, have. and the ruling now buys him time, apparently, until regular judge Catherine Fiella can hear the case. And uh, Judge Crotty heard the case because Fahilia has just started her two-week vacation. Okay, wait. So they can't, they can't, they can't have the case because the, the the judge is on vacation. Judge, I'm, I'm sorry. Judge Crotty basically <laughs> stepped in for this woman. <laughs> okay. Judge All Catherine right. Fahilia. She just on Saturday. Okay. Took a two-week vacation. All right, I'm sorry. Can we? This seems like it. Could, is, is is there another source that maybe maybe another article that references his vacation? Because I just feel like that's kind of a weird reason to cancel a, a, a court date. Look, man, uh, that was from the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm pulling up one right now from CBS.com, reputable source. Yeah, we know him. We got friends in CBS. Of course. And it says, David. Um, Elliot appears to be granted his TRO on something of a technicality. The judge originally assigned the case because Judge Fee is on vacation. Okay. Elliot's case has okay. been decided on merits. Okay. Yet, when the original judge returns on vacation, the two sides will reconvene and do it all over again. All right. So this just, I'm sorry. This just seems a little too convenient for me. The judge just happens to be on vacation. I just wonder... If Jerry Jones is the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, we all know he's got a lot of money. Yeah. I just wonder if he might have sent one of his boys out to judge, what was it, Judge Felia? Yeah, Catherine. Catherine Felia. Let me look her up. And just had one of Jerry Jones' boys just show up outside of Catherine Felia's house and said, hey, why don't you take a vacation? And now, apparently, the 2018 draft is in Dallas. But let me, who It was probably something more like, ma'am, why don't you go ahead and take a nice little vacation? You're looking all sorts of good. (laughs) (laughs) Catherine Polk is a United States district judge of the United States District Court for the Southern District of New York. Okay. And, uh... Good for her. She went to William & Mary. That's hilarious. What the... Hold on. And she received a Bachelor of Arts, summa cum laude, in 1990 from the College of... The fuck? So that's how y'all do, huh? No, man. We don't... No, man. (laughs) She's fucking giving us a bad name. I thought I thought you guys I thought you guys were known for your hard work and discipline. I guess she's she in the nineties. Maybe it wasn't <laughs> yeah, like that in the nineties. This might be, be that new millennial shit. Williamsburg used to be crazy in the nineties, y'all. Yeah, I want to <laughs> give a shout out to uh, actually okay, Catherine. I, I I fuck with you in the vacation. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I okay okay. Look, well, with Mary girl taking a two week <laughs> vacation before shit gets tough. Apparently, she works hard, but it seems like she knows how to enjoy herself. It seems like she really does know how to enjoy herself, and um, I hope she keeps doing so. Hey, I'm on vacation every single day, cause I love my occupation. Hey, hey, I'm on vacation. If you don't like your life, then you should go and change it. Somebody else who's about to have a lot of time for vacation right now. That's the USA men's soccer team. Oh, didn't they didn't make it, right? I don't know if people aren't really making a big deal out of this. And it's a little weird to me, but I think they will when the World Cup comes around. The USA men's soccer team is not going to be a part of the next World Cup. I don't know if everybody realizes. The World Cup is going to be on. You might turn it on. Team USA 
will not be in there. All they had to do was tie against Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. That's a country that has a population roughly the size of New Hampshire. And Wait, Trinidad and Tobago? Trinidad and Tobago, and they beat us. Good for them. Good for them. I'm honestly trying to cop the Trinidad and Tobago jersey. I bet you that shit won't rip. <laughs> that probably won't <laughs> rip. And they taught these U.S. boys a lesson. They beat them 2-1, and they eliminated the United States from qualifying for the World Cup, so our men's team will not be involved in the next World Cup. But they Cup. need to stop saying, because on all the news and everything else, they keep saying the U.S., the U.S. isn't going to work. But the, the women... The United States women's uh, national soccer team, and I'm not a soccer guy, mm-hmm. but but they kick ass. So they, yeah. I mean, they should they should stop saying that the U.S. isn't going because the women are going. Oh, They're we're playing going. right now. They're beating South Korea. Yeah, we're going. So y'all better watch <laughs> out. Okay, we might we we might be a little disappointed in Team USA men, Team USA women. That's our squad. Yeah, we love Jill those Ellis. ladies. Shout out to those ladies. They have won already four gold medals and a silver medal since women's soccer was added to the Olympics in 1996. They've also won three World Cups and they finished in the top three of every single World Cup they have participated in. These ladies are badass. Yo, man, U.S. women's national team is now the sole flagship for U.S. soccer and I fuck with that hard. Yeah, me too. I also gotta say it came out pretty recently that Megan Rapino, who's one of the stars of USA soccer. She's also been very outspoken in supporting her fellow uh, professional athletes uh, who play who play football in, in their protests. And it just came out pretty recently that Megan Rapinoe is actually dating Sue Bird, who also happens to be one of the best women's basketball players of all time. Of all time. So this is a Facts. real power couple. Yeah. Keep killing it, ladies. We don't care if the men suck. We're here for you. Straight up. Straight up. Go out and win another World Cup for the USA. Because you know the men won't be getting one anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, it's a lot of stuff going on. And I'm glad these women for USA soccer can at least bring some respect to the United States around the world. Because a lot of people around the world are a little disappointed, a little distraught with what's going on in America these days. Yeah. We used to be seen as a leader in the world as a peacemaker as a protector now we are getting laughed at straight up straight up we're bumbling around like a big fool some bama shit yeah man (laughs) so i'm glad to hear that finally one of the nfl owners has really taken a stand and directly called out donald Trump. This isn't a size. This is some real shit. This is real. All right. The owners have said some real kind of like basic and general shit up until now. Mm-hmm. Like we want everybody to be unified. Okay, that's nice to say, but you know what? It. I think let's let's let people get their rights first, and <laughs> then we'll be unified after that, right? I feel like they're kind of tr- trying to put the cart before the horse right here. No doubt. They keep saying, we just want everybody to be unified. Well, it's kind of hard to be unified. When shit sucks. Exactly. How are you going to be unified when (laughs) everything is fucking terrible? So a lot of these owners are coming out with real uh, general statements that don't really actually put real support behind their players. Like like managers at the restaurant. Uh, Well, uh, your food will be out in, in a few. Just 
be fine. <laughs> Everything's okay. Well, well, what happened? Exactly. You know? The person who took a stand was actually Shad Khan. Shad Khan. He is the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Shad Khan. Shad Khan. He's actually the only Muslim American owner of any NFL team. Damn, that's deep. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Shit. He's also the richest man in the world of Pakistani descent, which is pretty badass. He that, he needs to wear some big baller brands. He needs to wear some big baller brands. He arrived in the United States at age 16 to start college. He started off working, washing dishes for $1.20 an hour. Then he got a job working at Flex and Gate Automotive Manufacturer. Flex and Gate. I feel like that's... A, is that a Travis Scott song? Flex and Gate. <laughs> Flex and Gate. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the name of the new album, man. Yeah. Wow. Flex and Gate. Eventually, believe this, Casey, he worked his way all the way up. He bought the whole damn company. He bought Flex and Gate for Flex himself. Flex and Gate's still open. It's still open. Today, it earns billions of dollars a year. Upwards of $3 billion a year in revenue for Flex and Gate. Shad Khan's doing his thing. That's the real American dream. Yeah, so he up. should know when he's calling out Donald Trump. What did he say? He said, I think this is a very personal issue with him when referring to Trump. And this is from the USA Today sports section. He said, he's been elected president where maybe a great goal he had in life was to own an NFL team. And that's not very likely. Donald Trump actually tried to buy the Buffalo Bills in 2014. A lot of people don't know that. I didn't even know that. He tried to buy the Buffalo Bills, and he's really tweeted about it a lot. He's not just tweeting as a politician or, so you know, so-called politician. This is These are his tweets from 2014 about the Buffalo Bills. Even though I refused to pay a ridiculous price for the Buffalo Bills, I would have produced a winner. Now, that won't happen. The people of Buffalo should be happy. Terry Pegula got the team, but I hope he does better with the Bills than he has with the Sabres. Good luck. <laughs> the NFL games are so boring now that actually I'm glad I didn't get the Bills. Boring games. Too many flags. Too soft. Too soft. <laughs> too too soft. many flags. <laughs> Ready, set, gone. Nigga, you didn't get the team. <laughs> He sounds like somebody who's a little sad he didn't get the team. You're blown, bro. It's pretty funny that being president was Donald Trump's backup option to owning the Buffalo Bills. So, so I'm congratulations, I'm say this. America. I'm blaming the bill. If the Bills wait, so Trump didn't want to pay, or the Bills like was like, nah, son. So according to Donald Trump, he says that it was too much money to pay 1.4 billion for the Bills. Now, I think there's two real real reasons behind this. I think, first of all, the other NFL owners didn't really want Donald Trump as an owner. Mm-hmm. They have a they have a committee of owners, yeah. and they're allowed to vote on who they will accept as an owner. I have a little suspicion that they weren't so down with having Donald Trump as one of their owners. I also... I don't know if Donald Trump's really as rich as he always says he is. He might have not had the cash to, to splash. $1.4 billion, that's a lot. He might that, be a fluke. He might be, he, it might be a fluke, Donald. So he's been a little bit sour f- for a while now. And, and it's pretty funny, America, you were the back burner because Donald Trump really, his eyes were on the Buffalo Bills. If he was the owner of the Buffalo Bills right now, he wouldn't be president. He would be 
that he would have been set, but this was his backup plan, and now we're stuck. Damn, when the backup plan comes to the forefront. That's crazy. It's like, man, you bring a girl to the club, and she leaves you for another guy, and you take just some whoever home, and then... Or you just end up by yourself. You end up by yourself. Falafel and a cold heart. That's what America ended up with. A cold heart. 3 a.m. On the sidewalk, a little vomit on the side of your shoe. And a cold heart. And you're spilling tzatziki down your chest. That's what America feels like right now. It's okay, America. We're going to rebound. Lukewarm Canada dry shit. Yeah, we'll be okay, America. We're going to rebound and we're going to get some nice coffee in the morning. It's all going to be okay, everybody. But I know we got dark times right now. (laughs) Somebody else who likes to say stupid shit and loves Donald Trump, actually, is Mike Ditka. Mike Ditka. Mike Ditka. That's a blast from the past. Some of y'all might remember Mike Ditka from a series of SNL skits back in the day where some Chicago boys were in a pub talking about Mike Ditka and all he could do. He used to be a player and a coach for the Chicago Bears. And now he works on ESPN. He comes in every once in a while to give some commentary. And recently... He was asked about what he thinks about current football players and their protests that they've been making. Okay. Now, here's what he said. I don't see a lot of respect for the game. I just see respect for their own individual opinions. Respect the game. Play the game. When you want to protest, protest when the game's over. Protest whatever other way you want to. I don't care who you are or how much money you make. If you don't respect our country, you shouldn't be in this country playing football. Go to another country and play football. If you had to go somewhere else and try to play this sport, you wouldn't have a job. If you can't respect the flag and this country, you don't respect what this is all about. So I would say adios. There has been no oppression in the last hundred years that I know of. You have to be colorblind in this country. The opportunity is there for everybody. So that was what Mike Ditka said last week. Now, he did play football in the time where they only had like one bar on the front of their helmets. Right. So you know the man, that was when you just literally get a helmet straight into your face. I'm sure he's had about 90 concussions. Yeah. That still doesn't really excuse saying something like wrong. this. Uh, what do you think about that, Casey? No oppression in the last hundred years that I know of. Sam, so that that was what nineteen eighteen? Yes, yes. Nineteen seventeen? Yeah, that's World War One. He said no oppression <laughs> in the past. Man, I was oppressed today at work, man, because I had to stay longer than eight hours. Wow. The wow. fuck, man? Yo, I wait, wait, wait. Know. he said. There was no... A hundred years. And he said they got to go to another country to play? Yeah, well, that's just silly. That's just honestly silly. I don't know. Who was on the... Who was there with him? Like, do you know, like, who was... Because who does he is... There's at least one... There was at least one black guy there. Randy, you know, doesn't Randy... Is Randy Moss on the same segment or not? Nah? You know what? If he was... That was, that was the day they told him to, t- to take his vacation. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> the crazy thing, he's saying there hasn't been any injustice in the United States the last 100 years. I'm not even 
Obviously, there's still injustice going on every single every day, day in the man, United States. For all types of people, more specifically niggas. But damn. Damn. Yo, he should be fired, but he won't. Damn, Dick. Uh, he should be fired. But of course, ESPN, they choose who they want to protect. They choose they who they like, don't want to oh, protect. They probably came out with a doctor. Uh, <laughs> we just examined Mike Ditka's brain. He suffers from a case called extreme racism. <laughs> this is, I mean, I don't know if Mike Ditka knows. You know, we had internment camps for Japanese Americans in the 40s. So that's definitely in the last hundred years. 1960s, man. And 60s. They I don't know if you remember dogs. The, yeah. I don't know if you remember Lynchings, something. Lynchings, all yeah. kind of stuff. There was a little something called the Civil Rights Movement. Civil Rights. And then, you know, shit. Not nowadays, people just getting shot in the middle of the street. So for to say that there's no oppression in the past... Hundred years. I mean, clearly you're an idiot. So I'm not. I'm not even gonna give you an excuse. I mean, that's that. That's not only insensitive as it's just asinine. I can't believe it. I mean, first of all, and this isn't even about this. Just Mike Ditka's mustache looks like a push broom. Okay, it looks like one of those intense scrubbers you use to like get like the gristle out of like a real. A frying pan after you like make an omelet <laughs> like that is what his mustache looks like brillo pad <laughs> you fucking brillo pad it look it looks like like my neighbor's like hedges for real like it like just like the sharp like it hasn't really been trimmed enough on the outside like you'll really get pricked dirty oh my god crusty dirty dicka you know Crusty, dirty dicker. That should be his. Uh... <laughs> that's gonna be his new. That's gonna be his new nickname on this show. I don't know if you knew this, Casey. Mike Ditka actually tried to start his own video game. It was called Mike Ditka's Ultimate Football. Okay. It didn't go well. That yeah. was in the early '90s. He followed it up with Mike Ditka Power Football. <coughs> that also didn't go very well. And I don't know if you heard, there's already this game out there called Madden. Yeah. He kind of got it. He kind of got it before you, Mike. What was the premise of his game to have, like, Klansmen throwing <laughs> Nazis fucking Hail Marys, nigga? Like, what the fuck are you trying to do? Mike Dick has been saying some crazy shit, KC. I created a little quiz here. I found some real quotes Mike Dick has said. These aren't even racist quotes. Okay. These aren't even really about any sort of social issues. Right. They're just kind of to show to our audience member, let's take Mike Ditka's words with a grain of salt or a bowl of salt. So these are real quotes. These are real Mike Ditka quotes. All right. Each time, KC, I'm going to give you two quotes. One of them is going to be real. One of them is going to be fake. All right. I want you to tell me which Ditka quote is the real Ditka quote. So here's coming up. Round one, real or fake quotes, Mike Ditka. Here's the first one, all right? You ready? Cool. I don't really let anyone else use my pockets. They're just for my hands and and my personal items, you know? I really wish football pants had pockets. All right, that was the first one, KC. I'm going to start off with the second one here, and you're going to tell me which is the real Ditka quote. All right? Cool, cool, cool. If God had wanted man to play soccer... He wouldn't have given us arms. <laughs> so, Damn. which of those two Dicka quotes is the real Dicka quote? Is it the quote about 
pockets or is the quote about soccer? Uh, damn, man. I mean, like, both of them sound like something he would say. <laughs> um, what did he say? God doesn't... Wait, what did he say? His second one was, if God had wanted man to play soccer, he wouldn't have given us arms. I think he said that shit. Did he say that? You are right. Yeah, right. He did say that shit about soccer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if, if he says, uh... A hundred years of no oppression, and I'm not surprised he threw God into this. Yeah, the real, the really funny thing to me is he just assumes that God giving humans arms is the reason we're not supposed to play yeah. soccer. The only reason you have arms <laughs> is so you shouldn't play it's soccer. So you can't that's play it. soccer. Yeah. That's, so, all, that's the only reason why you have arms, man. It's, it's, just, it's not for anything. Don't shake my hand. You just... Uh, I don't play Just soccer. Don't I can't. Play soccer. I'm sorry. I can't. You don't play soccer? Oh, I can't. I got arms and shit. I got arms. Damn. So I'm, I, not, I'm not gonna lie though. Take take the God part out. He does make a good point. I like soccer, but that that out of you know you got some more dick quotes coming. But that's a logical point. With with arms, you cannot play soccer unless you're you know, goalie. So you're not allowed to use your arms. You're right. But right? it makes me wonder: Is Ditka against using your hand? You know, like, does he to help your feet? Like, what's he, how's he feel about tying shoes, clipping toenails? Shit, man, he's just. I'm a little confused. I think he's a loafers, slippers kind of guy. Yeah, no hands. Yeah. Look, ma, no hands. <laughs> so let's go in and check out the second Ditka quote. This is round two real or fake Ditka quotes. Here okay. we go. Word. I do like beer, but lately. I've started drinking non-alcoholic beer, <laughs> and I like the taste of it, and I don't get the alcohol, so that's a good alternative also. Okay. So that was the first one, and now here's the second one. You're going to have to tell me which of these is the real dick quote. <laughs> All right. The only thing that can make me drowsy is if I eat too much soup, <laughs> unless it's maybe um, cream soup asparagus or cauliflower I, I used to love ham chowder but I can't anymore <laughs> so one of those is real uh, which one is real Casey soup or non-alcoholic beer yes sir one of those uh, is real give me a squeeze uh, non-alcoholic beer is that you the real one right again uh, so look, we know at this point we can't trust Ditka's opinion on anything. If he thinks non-alcoholic beer is good, what are you doing? Read Ditka? that quote again. Spit that. Bring <laughs> that back. Bring that back. No, we can't believe anything Ditka says. Look at this. I do like beer, but lately I've started drinking non-alcoholic beer, <laughs> yeah. and I like the taste of it. And I don't get the alcohol, so that's a good alternative. Wow. That's just disappointing. So, so basically, he's saying all this wild shit sober. Exactly. Gives him even less. Damn. Even I, less. That would If he would have said the corn soup or whatever, that would have, you know, that was better. <laughs> all right, KC, let's keep rolling here. We got a couple more Ditka quotes. You ready for it? No doubt. All right, here's round three, real or fake, Ditka. Mm -hmm. Did Ditka really say that? All right. One of my favorite things is mayonnaise. And I have to tell you that I I love mayonnaise, but I 
Don't eat it anymore. If I do, I put light mayonnaise on it, which I know is still not good, <laughs> but it's a lot better than the other one, and I don't eat it that much. So that was the first quote. Here's the second one. You're going to have to tell me which is the real one. All right, we're... I was addicted to candy corn. Honest, and my old lady, she told me something's got to change, you know, in my lifestyle or else she's leaving me because I, I just get too hyper. <laughs> and that's when I settled myself down and I I also got this turtleneck. <laughs> so one of those two was real. KC, which of those uh... two quotes was the real dick quote? Mm. It's almost Halloween. Is a candy cane joint true? No, actually, oh, it was the mayonnaise. It was the monologue about mayonnaise. That was real. That is real. I mean, as crazy as Mike Dick is, I could really see his wife or whoever would want to be with him leaving him over candy corn. That, that's a good out. <laughs> exactly. That's kind of a good out. One thing I can say... Wait, hold on. Bring, bring back that mayonnaise quote. You want to hear that yeah, again? Yeah, yeah. This is the real one, everybody. This is real Mike Ditka. <clears throat> one of my favorite things is mayonnaise. And I have to tell you that. I love mayonnaise, but I don't eat it anymore. If I do, I put light mayonnaise <laughs> on it, which I know is still not good, but a lot better than the other one, and I, I don't eat it that much. That shit is real. Yeah, so I have a... I have a couple questions on this one. Miracle, wait, is Miracle Whip mayonnaise? Or that's, uh, Miracle that's, uh, Whip is like special mayonnaise. Yeah, it's like basically mayonnaise. Okay, word. So my first question is, why does, why does Ditka feel a need to talk about his mayonnaise habits in an interview or on the air or in a public appearance? I just don't see how that would ever come up. Yeah. Steve Young, well, you know, uh, we got a strong guy, Kirk Cousins here, and... Uh, Hey, uh, boom, and then fucking Mike Dicker just go straight into the mayonnaise. They're talking about schemes and stuff. That they're about to go live. Shout out to Gavin going live. And then he he just, I don't know, we're still talking about mayonnaise? I probably don't agree with Dick on anything. The one thing I can agree with him on, though, is I do like mayonnaise. I feel for him. I would be sad if I couldn't eat mayonnaise. But what's... I love mayonnaise. What's up with the light mayonnaise, though? Yeah, I no, I'm trying to get the real mayonnaise... And I had to embrace it. You know, it was a while that I didn't like mayonnaise. But what then I, I realized I just thought I didn't like it. It was all in your head. It was all in my head. Just like Ditka, he's deep in his head. He's deep in his head. And the more I thought about it, I just realized I was self-conscious about liking mayonnaise because I thought it was, you know, weird. You know, sort of like how at first I was self-conscious about liking Drake because I thought he was soft. But then the more he just keeps making hits, you just got to embrace it. And embrace the, more, the Drake. And yeah, Drake. So, Drake, so you, is Drake the mayonnaise of rap? Drake is the mayonnaise of rap. Because wow. That's what I think because people feel a little maybe people don't want to necessarily put it out there how much they love it. But you can't deny it makes every sandwich better. And Drake, That's every song truth. he's on, he makes that shit better. So Let's people go into the places, they say, can I get a sandwich? What do you want in your sandwich? I want turkey, cheese, lettuce, tomatoes. Hey, can I get some mayonnaise? Yeah. While they go, drive mm -hmm. off listening to Drake. 
And you know what? Sometimes you don't even realize it's, it's mayonnaise on your sandwich. They throw that shit on there. And it's still making it better. It's just a power like, suggestion. And just how like sometimes we don't even realize Drake's about to be on the track and suddenly he's just in there making it better. I've embraced my love for both of those things. I guess that's mayonnaise might be the only thing Dick and I can agree on. But I guess since he doesn't eat it anymore, we can't really agree on that it's either. It's just you and the mayonnaise. Just me Yo, and the anybody mayonnaise. listening right now to the I'm Open podcast, pause this joint. Listen to Drake after you listen to us and get you a nice sandwich with mayonnaise, straight up, no light, and and tell us how it is. Drake and a good sandwich with mayonnaise on it? Hey, that's the best combo, and don't forget, everybody, put the mayonnaise on both sides of the bread, top and bottom. I'm not saying the outside where you put your hands. I'm saying put it on both pieces of bread. You know what we know what I'm saying, everybody. Treat yourself. The final challenge, man. Mike Ditka, did he really say that? I decide the sauce I want to use based on whatever climate is going on outside. I might change it. It's not like I always use this exact same sauce. It's just that the weather is in tune with my taste buds somehow. So that's quote A. So he's tapped into the universe, clearly. Let's see quote B, and then you'll tell me which one's real. Alright. When I put some Tabasco on things, and there's really nothing in Tabasco, it's not bad for you in any way, so that's kind of become my substitute. Now you get a hot mouth, but that's okay. So one of those is a real Ditka quote, KC. You've got two of the three so far. Can you get to 75%? Get yourself a C Damn. on this quiz. I just need, you don't I just get need a C to pass. <laughs> um, the Tabasco. The Tabasco was real. You got it. Yeah. Man. All right. Word. <laughs> word. Because the first one was believable. Because I could see him saying some wild shit like, you know, with the weather. But also, Dicka. You know, he seems to be a heavy... He's heavy on the condiments and the sauce. He loves talking about sauce. He's lost his sauce. He has lost his sauce. And honestly, Ditka, did he really say that? That's how I feel about almost everything he says. Even the fake quotes, some of them make a little more sense. I thought all of those were real. I was just trying to decide which one... I, You know, I... Hey... I just want to Hello. say also, shout out to Sean, PJ, Terry on the production staff. They did an awesome job coming up with those fake dicker questions. Yeah. That was really good. They, I honestly thought those were real questions. I love you, Terry. <laughs> All right. Let's let's save that for later, Casey. That's my girl. You know what I'm saying? Right. Okay. Oh, 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 all right. <laughs> so, uh, moving forward. Speaking of all the dumb shit Dick is saying, reminds me of a good friend of ours. Well, maybe not. Reminds me of somebody else who's been saying some dumb shit lately. And I know everybody is dying to hear the latest news. The latest check-in. 
So, hearing all this crazy shit Ditka has to say makes me think of somebody else who we've touched on in the past who said some crazy shit himself. And I know everybody in the I'm Open family is probably waiting to hear the latest update on Quick Rick Patino. Oh, Quick Rick, the winner, my man right there. The winner of our first ever mask off Get award. him a drink. Get him a drink. Jesus. So, Rick Patino of Porcini's and Louisville fame. 15 seconds. 15 second fame. I give him 18. But hey. Just well, little... he doesn't need that long. Rick Patino, the latest update, he is now actually suing Adidas for ruining his life and taking his happiness. That's what he's saying. He Adidas, is suing Adidas. Single-handedly ruined his life. Wow. The crazy thing is he's been getting a lot of money from Adidas for a while. 15 years. Yeah. So he's it's funny. He's using the money he got from Adidas. To sue him. To pay a lawyer to sue Adidas. Hey, man. That's what's going That's on. That's a full-court press. That is a full-court press. And we know those Louisville teams love to press. He did say, he just went on ESPN very recently at his first ever sit-down talking to the public. His eyes looked so bloodshot. He either hadn't slept all day. Or he was had been, smacked. Or he was smacked. <laughs> or he was crying for about three hours before. I think it was all three. <laughs> it was probably all the three. He was crying, vaping, and not sleeping for about <laughs> four days. He uh, he might have who he knows what Rick don't substance abuse is never the answer Rick that's not the way to solve your problems the the thing I I like two I like two parts of this interview I of course I watched it I have I have my popcorn ready and I watched the interview first of all when they asked Rick what it would take for him to be to be vindicated he actually said I have already been vindicated oh really. So he feels like he's already good to go. He has already been vindicated. Congratulations, Rick. Damn. Unfortunately, in the eyes of the U.S. legal system, you still you still got those charges. Yeah, man. You can't just erase it. Now, my other favorite, favorite quote from this. Yeah. Now, this was really great. Rick was talking about how the FBI gave him a lie detector test. One of the toughest things you have to do, and hope you never do it, is take a lie detector test. You have a blood pressure machine. You're wired up. And... I asked, I was asked two questions. I said, and I want you to ask me if any other recruits in my tenure were ever given anything. And he said, that's not what we're here for. We're here for, did you have any knowledge of the Bowen family getting any money? Did you have any knowledge of an Adidas transaction? And I answered, absolutely not on both questions and passed the lie detector test. They only asked him two questions on the lie detector test. And he asked for more questions. He asked if they could ask him more questions. Please, sir, I want some more. What? 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 Ask for more? Can I get some more? That wasn't good enough. <laughs> yes, exactly. He said, He said, can I get some more questions? At least on the interview, he asked for, that. He, he claims that he asked for extra questions on the lie detector test. And they said, no, Rick, just two questions. And he said, please, can I have some more questions? And they said, no, Rick, that's enough. Rick, did you last 15 seconds? No. Rick, did you go to Porcini's? Yes. Well, it, it sounds like the lie detector test lasted less than 15 seconds. I guess Rick is at least used to that, right? <laughs> so that's his pace. <laughs> Quick, Rick, at it again. Damn. We'll keep the whole I'm open 
family updated. Yeah. Of course, we will bring you the breaking news with anything that goes on with Rick and with any word from him. something that we do every single episode and that is to honor our mask off performer of the week huge huge honor this is an incredible honor and we're very proud to be giving this out this week esteemed shout out to our sponsor future you know what i'm saying last week our mask off was rick patino that was for somebody who we were a little disappointed in So every week, we give our Mask Off Performer of the Week to somebody who has revealed something new about themselves in the past week. It's our way of recognizing somebody who has taken their mask off and shown who they really are. Last week, of course, our, our winner was Rick Patino, and that was a sort of disgraceful mask off victory for our first one. But this week... We have a mask off we're very proud of, and I'm just going to say that this person earned the mask off for doing something really awesome, being incredibly brave, and this is a great, great honor to give our first real positive mask off. Yeah, because mask off is not negative. It's It can go either way. It can go either way. It's whoever has revealed something about themselves that week. We look at all the candidates. Um... I mean, actually, Brevin and Deandra, they really do a great job looking through all the different candidates for Mask Off, and they let us know who has really revealed a lot. There's a lot of submissions. There's a lot of submissions, and it doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be bad, like Casey said. Just the truth. Just the truth and somebody who has revealed something about themselves. This week, our Mask Off award goes to Jamil Hill. Mm. Shout out to her. Now, nice. She's awesome. She is awesome. I know I've been I've admired her work for a while. She for folks who don't know Jamil, she is an ESPN personality, a proud Michigan State Spartan. She had a show called His and Hers that has been very successful on ESPN. They eventually moved her up to be the six o'clock sports center anchor, which is one of their prime spots truth and that has been her position recently until just a couple weeks ago when she first um tweeted that donald trump is a white supremacist facts which let's be honest they are his biggest supporters so She's got something going. She's got some Connect truth. the dots. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen. She then later 
um, and this was just uh, on October 9th. This was a follow-up. Um, she tweeted about Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, mm -hmm. who we mentioned previously. He's actually a good personal friend of Donald Trump's. And he actually said that he spoke four times with Donald Trump in one day. Donald Trump kept t calling him to talk about the issue. And he picked Donald up. Trump, and he picked up. They chatted every time. See? The issue Donald Trump was having with the players kneeling. So Jerry Jones um, said basically that if his players kneel, they won't be playing for the Cowboys, which is the exact type of thing Donald Trump wants these owners to say. Yeah, Prescott. You should kneel, bro. See what happens. That's some real shit. That is some real shit. So, Jamil said, or tweeted, if you strongly reject what Jerry Jones said, the key is his advertisers. Don't place his burden squarely on the players. Um, change happens when advertisers are impacted. If you feel strongly about the statement, boycott his advertisers. Now that's really strong words, and that's smart. Hit them in the pockets. That's where it counts. Yeah, truth. So ESPN didn't really like that, and they actually suspended Jamil. ESPN suspended her for tweeting for two weeks. She's a journalist, a she true is journalist. A journalist. She is a journalist, and she was actually suspended for two weeks. I think when Jamil was talking about how they need to hit the sponsors. ESPN kind of got uncomfortable because a lot of those sponsors who sponsor teams also have commercials on ESPN. Yeah. Also sponsor ESPN. And I think they were a little, you know, they wanted to, to have her step back in line. And it's interesting because it's similar to how the NFL owners have been treating their players of basically wanting them to step back in line and wanting them to stick to the company line, basically. So basically what that means is um, they want their journalists to stick to a script and she took her mask off and expressed some stuff that I'm sure a lot of, whether they aren't the on-camera uh, personalities of ESPN, I'm sure just the behind the scenes and some of the workers or employees, I should say, at uh, ESPN felt. so. You know, and it's interesting when you say that, KC, about how they felt like she went away from the she script. Didn't, uh, she didn't stick to the script. She wasn't being nice. Uh, she wasn't keeping the Snow White image. And this is crazy. This is, I'm about to read you right here, a press release that ESPN itself put out in January of this year. Mm. January 30th, 2017, just a few months ago. This was when... Everybody was so excited. Jamil, as, along with her co-host, Michael Smith, were getting moved up from the His and Hers show to host Sports Center. So this is the press release ESPN put out. I'm not making this up. Smith and Hill, who previously co-hosted ESPN 2's His and Hers, will be the first African-American duo to host Sports Center on a regular basis. They will combine some of the best elements of their previous program with SportsCenter for the new show, including a deliberate and well-paced conversational format in which they discuss sports topics, news, and social issues. Smith, 
Michael Smith, who's her partner on SportsCenter, said, I'm most excited for the viewers to see how much freedom we're going to have. Psych. Wow. It's just crazy to me how ESPN is patting their back about having a first co-host all African-American host for SportsCenter and they're bragging about how they're going to let them talk about these news and social issues and now when she's trying to actually talk about these things and voice her opinion they don't like that mm. they, wrong opinion wrong choose opinion. a different one choose what we tell you to say see that's the thing man they make it sound all nice like they're trying to change and go into a new platform and break away from tradition but Hey, why don't you stick to that script, man? I mean, the only person who kind of has some leeway, but he basically is a character that just baits you for uh, sound bites of Stephen A. I would like to see if Stephen A took a kneel, or took a knee, I should say, uh, in defense of Jamil. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's kind of yeah, that's how it is, man. You know, they like Jay Z say, still nigga. I mean, that's. You think you get one foot and then one foot in, one foot out. Well, we want to give an extra special shout out to Jamil Hill for winning our Mask Off Award this week. She's an incredibly strong woman. I know you're not on ESPN right now, Miss Hill, but if you ever want to pop on the I'm Open podcast, we'd love to have you. We always got a seat open for you. You can host it and 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 we'll just kind of do whatever we'll you want. We'll just listen. Yeah, we'll just listen. <laughs> we won't even be on that episode. We'll say hello and goodbye. I have no doubt that Jamil is about to be back on top very soon. And we want to thank her for not only taking her mask off and showing the the superhero that she is, but ESPN's also for mask. taking ESPN's mask ESPN's off. ESPN's mask was taken off. Cuz now we really know they are profiting off of all of these players and basically it's entertainment, it's reality TV, but when it comes to actually standing up for these players, they're not about it. They're not really about it. They're about the money. Damn. So so she had to take the L for the team, like Michael said, the viewers to get the win. She 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 took the knee for all of us. Now ESPN, your ass is out. You asked out. We gotcha. So thanks again, Jamil. That's a huge mask off, man. Mask off. Huge props to you. We love you. We're big fans. And best to you with the And best return. to you. It's all going to work out. Thanks again, everybody, for checking in to the I'm Open podcast. We'll catch you next time. Good night. And um, stay open, all right? <laughs>